Okay, are you ready? Uh, let's <laughs> get going. Ready for the song? I'm I'm ready. I I will potentially cut in at some point and let a listener know that there is some semblance of sanity. No, no, it's fine. We have this plan. Okay, please take it. Then I'll take it over. Hello and welcome to a little too loud, a Ferndale Area District Library podcast. I'm Erin, your host. And I'm Julia, the co-host. I'm so happy to, to be here in the studio. Yes, and we're joined today by Jeff um, from A Little Too Quiet. Oh, yes. Did you introduce this as A Little Too Loud yet? <laughs> Absolutely. A Little Too Loud, a Ferndale Area District Library podcast. That's terrific. Yes, it's the official podcast. Yep. I, I blacked out there for a second. For all the listeners at home, Erin is wearing a certifiably perfect circle of a button that says a little too loud so true you know i just tried to go for the vibe and the vibe was clearly you must wear a button today Juliet, for the record uh everyone at home is wearing a button on her shirt that says business ready and it has overalls on it so we all know that's the business suit did you also mention that you are both wearing overalls we really, you know, we like to make sure that we're on the same wavelength when we're really leaning into these things. So we thought yesterday, yes. what better way to do that? A than united front to go and give the listeners. <laughs> the best experience, we had to be wearing matching outfits. So although you can't see, imagine in your mind. Mind's over- eye, we are like the same person right now. Yes, one mind, two <laughs> pairs of overalls. Yes. Um, no, Jeff, we noticed you don't have a button. No, I don't. No. Um, so we thought it'd be really great to make sure that you were included. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So we each made you one. I want you to guess who made which one, though. Yeah. Okay, so don't look um, when we're... T- yes, we're going to describe them for our viewers at <laughs> Okay, so apparently I'm be- I'll be closing my eyes. Yes, just yeah, give us okay. a second here. Please do. So, Every, everything you're hearing is happening, <laughs> I assure you. Yes. One of these buttons is made of paper, and it, it's beautiful round circle, and it says number one pod host. The other one is metal. It's got one of those plastic Mylar sheets on top, and it says yes and. So They're both great circles. So so wait, since you, you, look now. since you described them, I can look now. You can look, but you don't know which one of us made which. Clearly. They were <laughs> both made with love and great intent. I should, Truly they were. I should note, listeners at home, Erin did do the whole Princess Bride trick where she moved the buttons around as to suggest <laughs> which button came from which, which host, clearly placing the one that she made farther away from her. And placing the one know. that Julia made or, or farther. did I know you would think that? <laughs> and I put the voice into my own chalice. Okay, so. Uh, one reason why one of the buttons specifically the button that Aaron made says yes and is that that was the impetus for starting this episode of a little too quiet it's the ferndale library podcast brought to you by the friends of the ferndale library my name is jeff and welcome to the show i have two youth librarians here named Aaron and julia you have already met them <laughs> so that is my guess my guess is uh number one pot host came from julia wrong so you did that Just on kidding. purpose to mess no. up. it is right that is correct <laughs> I did make that two minutes ago because I forgot I said I would do it yesterday. I made mine in the spirit of true airiness literally months ago. Mm-hmm. And it was planned probably like two months ago. I would like to say I did make the design for yes. it. And okay. then I fit it onto the button template. I just didn't know. I measured it for her. Yeah. I had. <laughs> um, just to explain to listeners. I am very precise, and Julia is eyeballing technique for those things. So if you need measuring, I'm your girl. Order and chaos. Order and chaos. What better ruler is there than than my own set of eyes? 
Some might say none. <laughs> Some might say a fiscal ruler. So you um, balance each other out. Yes, you know, and that's something that you really do need, I think, both order and chaos for the kids' area. So it works out that we are a perfect comedy <laughs> duo yes. slash working duo in uh, the youth department, I think. I like to think that we've really curated a community of support and care. And that's how we got to the yes and. You know, we we don't like to say, is that idea ridiculous? We like to say, yes, I love that. And Let's also, how, how can we make it even better? Yes, it's it's going and reaching out, grabbing your friend, co-workers ideas. And like, I love this. I support you. Also, we need to have more sparkles and me, perhaps a shark made of cardboard. I don't know if this metaphor has ever been applied to improv comedy, but I have always envisioned the two of you as being in some kind of magical car of sorts, perhaps not unlike uh, a car from the world of Richard Scarry. Maybe it's a shape like an apple. Who knows? But it definitely is. There's, the steering wheel is like in the middle of the two seats. <laughs> and your yes ands are each of you swerving the wheel, <laughs> but still making progress. But you're like, oh, I'm just going to turn it this way. What I if I turn like, this way? I feel what like this is way? definitely correct. And um, I'm the, like one of those little cats in there. Did you just yes and my yes and? <laughs> yes and <laughs> I'm a worm. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Because You're... they don't have arms to drive and yet they do anyways. <laughs> and yet they do yes. anyways. Yes. That would be your Richard Scary uh, spirit animal. Yes. Yes. We do love Richard Scary. <laughs> In this department so that was a great great example. yes and we just had it yes and you what, was it last summer really when you guys started uh your little creative bond yeah, yeah so oh. i didn't start in the youth department until the end of may so i was just jumping right into summer reading mm-hmm. yeah and i had come like before i think you'd even become a youth librarian we had talked about like i had dreams of wanting to creatively represent the summer reading theme in uh, the youth area and wanted to make a giant shark. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And Julie and I just started talking about, I don't even know what, I think we're talking about summer reading (laughs) and decor. And like, she was just like, yeah, I'm on board. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then together we came up with how to make the shark. Mm -hmm. Out of of cardboard. Out of cardboard, of course. I would, now that I'm thinking back on it, I definitely was not working in the youth department yet. I was still working in our circulation department. And I was like, you know what, Erin, I feel like I could draw a shark. And that it was born out of us wanting to support each other's visions. And for any listeners that don't know, Last year's summer reading theme was Oceans of Possibilities. And I feel like we really jumped into that ocean. Yeah, you might say we dived in. Some might say that. (laughs) Jeff would probably say that. This is uh, belated to note that... that Julia's uh, pin was just scotch tape on the back, not an actual wheel. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a very important um, detail. Just throwing that out there. To show the I... cohesiveness and adhesiveness of this uh, friendship and, uh, you know, com- sense of camaraderie. Incredible. But, yeah, so we started off with just the shark, and then we just kind of kept yes-anding ourselves and each other into creating essentially a whole ocean's worth of... Uh, critters for the youth area yes and that was the start of a beautiful friendship (laughs) it was uh we really when we made the shark and even when we made some other creatures Aaron made a great jellyfish and an octopus multimedia there was lots of things happening oh yeah lots of balloons yes we love that we just wanted to make the room feel like it matched with the summer reading theme and that was it but as we kept making these cardboard creatures we were like obviously this one is a grumpy babysitter oh yeah they got personalities yes that's that's when it spiraled which one was a grumpy (laughs) babysitter oh eel yeah the eel um it was a bit of a curmudgeon (laughs) But it loved to secretly deep down Mary. look. Uh, yes, look after the neighborhood children from afar and make sure that they all safely got to swim school. You know, looked after them if a parent was still working and they needed a little bit of extra. You know, support. Support. Yeah. yeah. Even even the curmudgeonly characters are all about um, working <laughs> together. 
and uh, working for the community, much like all of our fern forest fall slash spring characters that we've created. Yeah. So the eel's grumpy because it, it probably doesn't get enough rest. You know, I think it's just because it's, he, it's old and yeah. it's just that's just who he is. And old I think it's okay grumpy. to be a, cur- a curmudgeon. But have so much love. care yeah. and love in your heart. Yeah, you can be both. It's, you it, can be these both. These are very deep characters. Yes, they've got a lot of depth. They've got character arcs. It, it's flat cardboard, but the characters are not flat. No, no. The characters are flat, but the um, personality is deep. Very round. The ocean characters have yes. depth. Yeah. Absolutely, sure. they do, Jeff. <laughs> I would imagine that the eel would always be charged up. No, you would imagine no. that, but that was no, not the case. I, I, <laughs> so I didn't. It was get... shocking how bad that was. Thank you. Okay, great. And oh then... my spleen! <laughs> I think we're gonna get at least two more of those. Uh, so the shark was named Bruce. Yes. And there was a narwhal. Um, I oh think. yeah, the narwhal was part of our um, Arctic display. Oh yep. boy. Yep, Del. Wow. Um, he was a male person. I don't know. Here's a fun fact for all of our listeners. Did you know that he was actually delivering letters between Bobby the bear from our fall display and also um, our polar bear in the Arctic winter display? Yeah. Yeah. All the universes are connected. It is one big world. Yeah. So, yes, we we started with a theme-based vision. Oceans. 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 We're like, love it. Let's make fish. Let's make sea anemones. Lots of different things. But then when it got to fall, it felt like... It was very sad because we felt like we were losing something magical and special. I didn't even want to move the characters up to the the scary attic. I, love I was worried. I was worried they were gonna get scared up there in the dark all alone. <laughs> I was just up in the attic actually are yesterday, they okay? and they're okay. Okay, yeah, they Although, are. The school bus is looking a little sad. You know, it's been through two seasons. It's, it has. It's had a rough. That life. was for the swim school. Then we rebranded for it for uh, Fern Forest Area District. Uh, school just because i'm uh i'm obsessed with uh uh dissecting your logic both of you there's a lot of logic to dissect uh ocean yes water summer (laughs) school bus you know people need to go school not usually something that's happening during the summer school swim Swim school school. they're learning to swim buses are notoriously terrestrial Ocean's got floors. Don't you remember Magic School Bus? Because <laughs> that bus went yeah. to the ocean also, for sure. Also, lots of kids learn how to swim over the summer. Why can't lots of schools of fish learn how to swim over the summer, Jeff? Okay, so there's oceans, yes. fish. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we get this bittersweet feeling when fall arrives yes. so and we're not sure what to do. I go and I see Julia is just so sad to I'm, lose. I'm crying at my desk. Tears. Constantly, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I wonder if we could just keep this going. So not the tears. We but... made. <laughs> well, I don't know but the decorations. <laughs> so anyway, we go, and I'm like, okay. We go. We convince somehow the rest of the department that we should just have ongoing seasonal displays. Because it makes the room feel just so inclusive and it makes it feel very homey and comforting and welcoming and all the things you want in a library. Playful, fun. Playful, fun. It's a kid's corner. Also gives something for our um, very spazzy hands to do when we just need to like have a project. Also, all libraries can relate to the fact that we receive a lot of boxes, uh, lots of deliveries, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't throw them away because... We never know what we'll do with them. Exactly. Now you can create sharks and whatnot. Exactly. I have a whole organized system for storing pieces of cardboard by size. Does Julia have a system? Her system is a pile. (laughs) It's a pile. It's a mountain. It (laughs) has gotten to the point with the cardboard that our director will bring us boxes and say, hey, I thought of you all. Do you want this cardboard? And I go, absolutely. It's kind of spiraled now outside of cardboard into just random pieces of styrofoam and other other some might say garbage we like to say potential craft materials yes yeah 
yeah, so we decided to keep the fun rolling, and then we dec- decided to create uh, Fern Forest, the utopia society that we all wish existed in real life. And that was, I think, the first time, like, the sea creatures all kind of just got put up one after another after another as we kind of thought of them. We went into fall in Fern Forest with, like, a overall plan with a list of things that we wanted to do. We started actually keeping track of names and backstories. And, like, it was actually a concerted effort Mm -hmm. versus just a natural process. Yeah. It did just start as a conversation, as as I often do. I wander, and I I found myself at Aaron's desk, and I said, "Aaron, can you help me?" And I went, "Well, no, but I'll try." Aaron looks up. What are you doing here? I was like, you know what? What if there was a bear? This bear has glasses. He loves poetry. Yes. His partner yes. is an author. And it just naturally progressed. But of course, Erin created a spreadsheet as I was just rambling about things. Yes. So we could keep track of everything we had to make. Creating order from the chaos. Yes. But everything just kind of fell together. Yes. There's a lot of like, we'll be talking about something random and completely unrelated to Fern Forest. Like a picture book what our spirit dog is. I don't know. It could be anything. And next thing you know, we'll just be like, oh, and wouldn't it be great if we just had like a little fox and the fox could be the adopted sibling of the owl. Although I guess it's reverse. The owl is the adopted sibling of uh, Frederica. But yeah. uh, clearly listeners at home noticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frederica and up. Baker. I mean, you create some beautiful social media posts about these creatures. That's so true. I can only assume that they all follow the stories. Everyone has context already. They're like, okay, get to the next thing. I already know this. (laughs) But all of these characters together built a very beautiful community. They were all about supporting one another in the ways that they could. Right? Like Bobby was retired, but decided to be a school bus driver because he just really wanted to support that love of learning. Right. Or Peter, the bunny um, chef during the day and his weekends of free times, he would run a soup kitchen, just hop around looking for people who might need a free meal. Like Cornelius. Oh, Cornelius. Oh, Cornelius. Yeah, yeah that'll that'll take us into the scavenger hunt. Which, which, Thank yes. you for which, that segue. That's what I'm here yes. to do. Uh, yes. No, Cornelius started just as the... Cornelius is a mouse, folks. Oh, no, no, no. Cornelius is the squirrel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Morris I mixed mouse. it up with Morris. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. Um, no, Cornelius um, I jumped, started... I jumped two hunts ahead. Sorry. Yes. Um, yeah, Cornelius goes, he's in charge of the local history museum run out of the local um, mill. And, you know, he was just collecting local knowledge and treasures and preserving it for generations to come. And it got to the point where we all love Cornelius so much that he decided that, of course, uh, to have a scavenger hunt for some lost things needed for his art exhibit (laughs) in in the city. We needed the help of our patrons to find the objects that Cornelius had misplaced throughout the kids' room in order to have an exhibit opening. We really needed the gallery to have art inspired by all the different objects in Fern Forest that were scattered about. Yes, and this is a great example of yes anding because it started off as just a, we've got a squirrel who's pretty cute, uh, into hey, there's a tiny art exhibit coming up for the library. Wouldn't it be fun if we could do this and then this? And there's a scavenger hunt. And then we turn those scavenger hunt things into <laughs> pictures. They end up in a tiny museum for the tiny art exhibit. A and diorama. Yes. It's essentially, well, I don't know. A diorama makes it seem small. <laughs> but it's so it's, large. It's large in our hearts. Large in our hearts. <laughs> um, it even got to the point that a plaque was made to commemorate this mm-hmm. museum. We just love to constantly be thinking of ways to make it more immersive. Yes. Did I ever? Larger. I don't know if you knew. Did you know that um, Cornelius the Squirrel wrote a letter to the creator of the plaque? 
I did not know this. Yes. Uh, another yes and moment. Uh, Cornelius, with the help of his uh, museum aide, Aaron, uh, went and typed up a beautiful letter and we sent it to the uh, person who created the awesome plaque for us, thanking them and inviting them to the art gallery opening. Did they come? I don't know that they were there. That's okay. Um, it was a loved exhibit. What did Cornelius think of the person not being there? Did Cornelius crushed. understand? <laughs> Is Cornelius temperamental? No, or? no. Cornelius no. was very understanding. No, you very know, understanding. Sometimes schedules just don't allow that you have previous commitments. There's things going on in your life. Cornelius understands this stuff because he's very patient and kind. Who is the nicest creature you've ever created? Bobby. Who is... Bobby. Mm, Okay. Who is the coolest creature you've ever created? I'm thinking Arctic. I would say maybe the coolest one. We should Um, specify that Arctic is a sentient ocean, I think. (laughs) And it was a great pun on Julia's part. Also, side note, <laughs> yes. they created an ocean that is sentient. I, You know, it's hard to say who the coolest character was in the Arctic. What would say the snowflakes were pretty cool and perhaps they embodied yes. their own character. Staff, staff made snowflakes. Those were great. Yes, I feel like they all had their own personality and thus represented a character in my heart. Who is the most emotionally fragile character you've ever created? I would say that's probably Who should I like be Baker. like sensitive around? Baker is very sensitive. Like Baker the owl. Yes, yes. He's that's why he's got his big sister around to help yeah, him out. Um, you know, he's young, he's unsure about the world still. He makes mistakes, he's a little chaotic and messy and impulsive. And Freak is like the level headed <laughs> responsible one. Some might say it's a projection of the two of us. Some some might say. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't know that I entirely realized at the time we were creating this. Yeah. uh, And I loved that as a department. Perhaps we're placing little pieces of ourselves into each of these cardboard creatures. Oh, you should always put a little bit of yourself in your art, I think. Yes. So this, this makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you created uh, characters in a forest, and now they have gone through two or three seasons now. Right. So, oh, go ahead. They were in the summertime. Yeah. Oh, the no, I'm sorry. They were in the, the ocean. They were in the fall. The fall. So For the ha- winter, we introduced a new cast of characters. So our fern forest friends got to rest for a little they bit. Hibernated. They hibernated. Yes. And now that it's spring. <laughs> They've reemerged. They're back. They've got their spring gear on. We've got some rain boots. We've got some nice floral (laughs) accents. There's a nice windmill. There's a good picnic going on. Mm -hmm. They're selling flowers. They're they're just so joyful to be out into the world once more. Gardening, composting. Yes, exactly. exactly. They're working on the community garden as we head into summer. Yes. Um, Our theme is all together now. And we're going to have a very community garden based theme. We're already starting to think on that. Yeah. We're just like, oh, wouldn't this be great? Wouldn't that be great? There's parts of it Julia just hates that we're doing. Paper chains. Paper chains. I cannot stand them. You don't like the paper chains. You also don't like hanging things above the computers. And they're going to be hanging above the computers. And we'll have to figure out how to trick Jeff into thinking it's a great job and and then Jeff should do it. Yes, all together now. Jeff, please (laughs) hang these paper chains. All together, Jeff. Come on. This is your part. I'll, I'll do. I'll film. I'll do the filming. You can do, hang up the stuff. But the yeah, the fern forest friends. So much alliteration. Are planting the seeds that'll bring us into summer. Exactly. And their and their flourishing garden that they'll use to yeah. support their community. We should uh, say that before the spring decor went up, and I, that's that's what we've casually referred to it as spring decor, fall decor. Yes, Even though seasonal. It's, it's scenes, seasonal scenes. Yes. Yeah, they very much are like whole scenes of a community, I think. Yeah. I was forewarned by Aaron that we were going to be getting dark. Oh, yes. Oh, well. And yeah. scary and perilous. Well, of course, because what is life without drama? <laughs> and a little bit of, you know, a thunderstorm rolling in towards the picnic. Which is the... <laughs> cutest thunderstorm in the history of (laughs) there's some clouds some rain but we see that one of our characters is prepared with rain gear so where the drama comes in is that 
he's caught in the rainstorm and he can't go and warn the rest of the Fern Forest characters. Yeah. And so they're about to be caught up in a storm. They're just unequipped. enjoying the flower festival completely unaware. Unaware. Unprepared. No umbrellas, no galoshes. Yeah. What is an animal to do, Jeff? That's where it gets dark because Peter knows that he would be fast enough to go and tell everyone, but he's already <laughs> caught up in the storm. It's too late. It's muddy. He exactly. Could, he could slip and injure himself. Is that Morris that's in the gear, the rain gear? Uh, no, oh, Morris it's... is tending to his stall. It's Peter the Peter rabbit. Peter the rabbit's yeah. got the rain gear, and he's currently caught up in the storm. So is the hedgehog. Yes, I believe. Henrietta. See, Henrietta and Wallace. One of them is shopping. The other one is visiting the windmill. There are two hedgehogs. Um, yeah, they are married. Yes. Yep. Um, One's love, got a little hat. That's lovely not... retired couple. Yep. But we've got some friends that are caught up in the rainstorm. Only one of them's prepared because you know the news didn't circulate well enough what the weather was going no. to be. It's when you don't have technology in your four-space society. Things. It's hard to get the word out. It is hard to get the word out. Um, also, I feel like Julia had too much impact here because she never prepares for the rain. If- I've never owned an umbrella. Fun fact. I like to experience my weather I own um, and then complain about it. Rumor, rumor has it Julia drives in a car with an open coffee mug. <laughs> Oh my god. That is true. And on multiple occasions, I have spilled the entire contents of the mug on myself before coming into work. And it then I have me. to run in and get a roll of paper towels. It kills me every time. Every time I see that she actually has a lid on a cup because it's like come from um, some sort of coffee shop, it actually genuinely surprises me. I'm like, whoa, is, is that a lid but at some coffee shops they don't put the lid on for you and in that case i'll choose not to get the lid and then i will probably spill another reason why if we were ever to go on our imaginary road trip julia i we're driving my car (laughs) because there would be no lidless beverages So it was the sh- it, the shark really was the magic moment. The shark probably I think really was the magic moment. Mm-hmm. Like we just wanted to and then both be creative. And escalated by Bobby the bear. Yeah, it's either that or our conversation about small grains. Please. Yeah, I think that really sparked. I think we figured out we had the same sense of humor at that and moment. And it just kept escalating over weeks. Yes. And weeks. I yes. had witnessed Aaron eating. Quinoa. quinoa. It was quinoa. I was gonna Making a mess of myself. Food. I know. Um, it was I, terrible. Yeah. I think this is before we even started really working together in the same department. And I was like, wow, if only we could come up with an experiment where we could figure out how many small grains people are dropping when they're eating them. Right, because like, is it the grain? Is it the person? There's only one way to find is out. Is it the science. spoon or fork? Is it yeah. the plate or bowl? Yeah. Is it the weather? So we devised a very elaborate set of experiments, which I think was great for both of us because it had the improv moments that Julia wanted and then the structured science that I enjoy. Um, and we were like, okay, we're going to test this with various grains, different categories and groups of people. We're going to get some funding. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're we're going to write a grant? Absolutely. Yeah, yes. It's going to be, you know, the biggest research project. Everyone's going to be paying attention in like Science Journal magazine. You know, whatever. We're gonna we're gonna get back to these uh, scientific experiments that they devised. If I could just sneak this in, it is interesting that given that your order, but Julia's chaos, I would have thought she would have been against the grains. <laughs> That's a good one. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay, so um, did you have a hypothesis uh, that you were working toward? I don't, I don't know that we wanted to go and create a hypothesis until we had some data. Do you know what's a phrase I remember from my science classes? Sure, go ahead. I'm is, not making it... a pun. I'm not making a pun. Oh. This is just a shout out to, to the eyeballers out there. It's called guess and check. <laughs> guess and check. <laughs> no, no. We so really, you... you know, we were first trying to establish some baselines before anything else. Because we had to see if this was just an errand problem with grains. Um, I think it might have been that in reality, but you know, 
You don't know until you do no. the scientific research. And the study, unfortunately, never took off. Um, we're still trying. We're going to bring it back. Trying. But that really started We've our turned our attention elsewhere. Yeah, because it went from that into throwing bugs to, mm-hmm. you know, and Bruce nope. was in there. Nope. Throwing bugs? I think it, my first story time I ever did. You threw bugs at kids? I did a bug themed story time. Yeah, and Julia and was nervous. I was nervous because it was my first story time. So I, I think I suggested something along the lines of, you know what, if they're misbehaving, just take the plastic bugs and like throw them at the kids and I'll get them away. I didn't please, do that. Disclaimer, please do not actually throw bugs at children and I would never do that in the story time. Disclaimer, Yes. The library does not support throwing <laughs> bugs at children, nor do the librarians do that. However, Aaron did find plastic bugs and throw them at me. I did. And I also put them on all over her desk when she was in I still have a praying mantis in my tape dispenser. I, I noticed because I changed the date on your calendar. She keeps you. me up to date. She just a change. She's got a calendar. You're supposed to. I keep swap thinking out that I'm number. just changing it and not remembering. She never changes the date. I like, I'm still in January, so thank you, Aaron, for helping me with that. <laughs> you're welcome. Listen, should know we recorded this in late March. Uh, <laughs> so you're like a helpful prankster. You know, <laughs> I think that truly is. Yes, that's why I'm a poodle. <laughs> Yes, oh, your spirit dogs. We yes. did choose dogs that we felt represented each other well. Yes, in case you're wondering, because I know you are poodle. Um, I'm a poodle. It was decided, and then Julia is a um, sir. It's a King Charles uh, Cavalier Spaniel. Wow. I put a lot of thought into it. There was a whole paragraph of Because by Julia's rules that uh, she claims she did not make. Um, <laughs> I don't make the rules. She here. just enforces them, but only not on herself. Um, you can't pick your own spirit animal, right? It has sure. to be assigned to you. So I was assigned to assign her the spirit animal. And I put a lot of thought into this. And because, like, the spaniel, it just wants to chill. It's like kind of like a little bit like more like, hey, let's just go with the vibe. Still friendly, still cool, still good for you know, fun. But a real, a real guesser and checker. A real, sure. a real chill dog. And mm-hmm. like, this is Julia as a dog. Yes. And I was like, you know what? I couldn't have picked a better one myself. Yeah. <laughs> We've also assigned ourselves and each other like inanimate objects. We, I don't know how we get into these things, but I think it's just a yes and that is just very small scale because like, oh, you know what this dog looks like? Yes, and then you could be this, and yes, and so-and-so would be that. Yep. Like, As purchaser of picture books, I often will find a picture book in my hand and say, look at all these characters. This one is my coworker. Which one am I? <laughs> and then she's like, Aaron, look at these dogs. I'm like, oh, look, there's you. There's me. <laughs> we are, in fact, pictured book animals at like 90% of our waking time. Yeah. Yeah. So will it ever get to be a little meta in Fern Forest? Will they ever be going to the Fern Forest Library. I mean, we have established that there's a Fern Forest Area District School. Okay. So the, there's always a possibility that there's a Fern Forest Area District Library. Or are we constantly always standing within the Fern Forest Library by standing in the kids' corner itself? Hmm. I don't know that they are aware of this, because if that was the case, <laughs> they would have found their own Not scavenger yet. hunt items. <laughs> So I can only imagine that their world consists of the top of those bookshelves and above. I would kind of love them to do the scavenger hunt and they can each get little pins. <gasps> they should make them pins. Which yes. brings us to the second scavenger hunt, which just started. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it currently going on. A the one spring... that features Cornelius the mouse. <laughs> Jeff. Oh my gosh. Jeff, you know that it is Morris, Morris mouse. mouse. You are just... Let the record show. It is Morris Try to mislead and misinform our listeners a little too loud. How could you? Morris Mouse is gardening and all of his tools have gotten up and walked away. He needs some help finding them. And so once again, we are calling on the patrons to help find the objects. Yes. You know, it... 
think it's just because Morris has got so much on his plate right now. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to keep track of all these different things and run, you know, your own small business that's very successful. Yeah. And like a little farm stand. A little farm stand. And, you know, it's just, I think, very important that we all lend Morris a hand as he tries to help the community that the community try to help Morris. Exactly. And if you complete the scavenger hunt, you will get a beautiful pin created mm-hmm. by another youth librarian. There are many designs to choose from. It's great. Mm-hmm. It helps you commemorate helping the Fern Forest yes. community by finding all of the garden tools. Can I take a guess at what your favorite pin design was? Please do. Is it the daffodil? Eh, incorrect. <laughs> Is it? I was thinking about bringing a buzzer today, but I don't have one. You should have brought that buzzer. Um, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Is it the um, our little gnome? Please, I think I'll be faster if I tell everyone. It's the one with the little bunny on it. Oh, I knew it. Many okay. patrons will know Makes this sense. because every time they choose that one, I go, that's my favorite. <laughs> In case you were wondering. <laughs> I'm sure they all were. But they I really were. think that they want to know really all the facts about our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Who is that librarian? I need to know more about her and her pin preferences. <laughs> so um did so did one of you create Bobby by yourself and then do you switch off these animals or do you literally all four your hands are on each animal? I think how it started was I'm gonna draw things. This is going back to I'll say fall is when when we really got into the swing of it. It really did start with Bruce because I can't draw a shark to save my life. It all goes back to Bruce. All does. I would be the one drawing critters do I trust myself with a box cutter? No. Nor should she. So <laughs> I would draw the critter, take it to Aaron, who expertly would cut out these wild shapes I was drawing. I once drew a like connected family of mushrooms that had almost no space in between. The them. whole mushroom thing was about maybe two inches tall. And Aaron cut it out perfectly. Wow. It killed me inside a little bit, but I did it. <laughs> and then we kind of were going back and forth. It uh, doesn't leave mushroom for error. <laughs> mushroom. <laughs> You're such a fun guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We kind of went back and forth about who would cover the cardboard with construction paper. Yeah. And then it would go to final detailing. Yes. When we add, you know, the accessories, the facial yep. expressions. Yep. Couldn't trust Julie with scissors either, so I had to do all the construction paper. She did all the drawing stuff. As time has gone on, we have roped more people into being like, I need to be a part of this decoration process. Whoa, so amazing. I can't believe I haven't been part of this until this moment. Please let me in. By the time it got to winter, it was like a department, all hands on deck. Aaron made a spreadsheet. There were to-do lists for everyone. There were to-do lists, and everyone's initials were on it. Everyone was getting their stuff done. It was like completely a group effort. And this spring, I think, is like our peak. Like, we really worked together and played off of each other's skills and interests. We have a lot of people in our department that are great at folding paper and creating origami, which I literally could not even try to do. It would just be crumpled paper. And created a whole like garden of tulips and butterflies and all these incredible pieces. Yeah, they're really like key to the whole entire design yes. back there this season, I think. Yes, exactly. So it kind of started with the two of us and it has turned into like a group effort. Yes. The whole department has joined our yes anding. Yes. Uh what started is like let's make the two of us, a shark or this other sea creature has been like turned into a, 
hey, yeah, and we could do this. And then someone else in the department would be going, oh, hey, what if we had butterflies hanging? I would love to do some butterflies. And, you know, so we've gotten everyone in on the yes and fun. And there's always a spreadsheet. Oh, it's always. Like the yes and where I'm like, oh, you're in the yes, apple steering all over the place suggests chaos. But there is always. No, because that's the thing. Like if you just have the yes and chaos, nothing will actually be achieved. And that would just be sad. Hold on, it's, Julia, counterpoint. It's, I was going to say, you know what? Yes, because <laughs> if no one's giving me a deadline, uh, these creatures are rolling yeah. out when like, I get to it's them. It's great to have, you need like the chaos in a controlled form because you need the chaos for all of the beautiful, wonderful, crazy ideas. Yes, yeah, so you need the free flowing creativity. But then you need someone to rein it into what can we actually get done? What can we accomplish? And when are we going to get it done? Let's by? get it done on time. Mm-hmm. By- <laughs> it, yes. And who can do what? And then someone to be overly bossy, <clears throat> me, and someone like, to micromanage like, hey, people hanging decorations. Hey, Julia, um, have you started working on that yet? Because you know we have like two days before that display goes up. And Julia's like, no, we have four because she hasn't changed her calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Aaron, that, I literally have months. That literally this did time. happen at one point. Like, she's like, it's got like four days. Like, no, the calendar's off. <laughs> I had a bit back it's in your fine. office to fix it. <laughs> chaos needs planning chaos uh, needs planning it's i think that's very much summing up a lot of youth librarianship even it's yes. like you need a little bit of creativity and chaos but you also need to rein in all these awesome wonderful beautiful ideas that you have for <laughs> programs art whatever it may be you have to rein that in with some realism and yes. some strategic planning that you can actually you know achieve yeah uh, librarianship is very much like I have 5 million things on 80 different plates. How am I going to do all of that? Perhaps 80 different tabs. But perhaps a spreadsheet. so many tabs that you can no longer see what each tab actually this is, is. This is to go into a reference of um, how we manage our web pages and our <laughs> screens on the computer. Um, I like to have no more than four tabs open at a time, and I have them in a very specific order so I can quickly reference them. Um, I like to have at least five of the same Ferndale Area District Library website open, just in case I can't find the other one. And also about 40 different articles that I probably will not get to read. And it's fine, as long as you know where they all are. We didn't even get to It's Fine. Now we're finally getting to It's Fine. Yeah, that's another thing. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. You know, because It's Fine is a little bit like... I'm trying to reassure myself and it's also a little bit of I'm trying to reassure others that this is manageable. We've got it. It's also kind of, it's got its own little Hakuna Matata thing going on. Exactly. Yes. It's a little bit Hakuna Matata. It yourself out. But I think that brings me into a time and this will happen to all. Okay. You'll fail. This will happen to all. (laughs) Prophesize. Not if oh. I spreadsheeted it <laughs> Even Aaron. <laughs> Even Aaron, because we were working on a YA display. Oh, we gosh. really wanted to have it's it be so about comics and graphic novels that we wanted to feature. We had a beautiful plan for it. A plan. I measured that cardboard so It was perfectly. going to turn a shelf into different panels, like a comic book page. Yes. Aaron had measured the shelves like to an exact measurement. It was within less than a quarter of an inch. Like it was spot on measuring. I had cut the straightest pieces of cardboard I had ever seen. It was a work of them art. expertly with paper. And by the time we went to put the display up, it completely fell apart. You know, it was just to go to show the hubris <laughs> of man. I and cardboard. Yes. I think the problem was actually not even us. It was on the adhesive. I had left to go get more sticky tack because we were told no tape on the shelves. Apparently that could ruin things. Apparently that could ruin the shelves. I mean, for the sake of a display, though. For it's for art. I, I think it's fine. I went but. to get more sticky tack. I came back 
Aaron is sitting with her well, head in her hands, and Simon at the reference desk was like, uh-oh, I heard a big yes. crash. So, cut away. The second Julia walked away and was without, you know, like outside of ear reach, I'm just like there trying to keep everything up. Um, I look away for a second because um, someone had asked me a question, and the whole, I just hear, and I look, and the whole thing is just collapsed on me. So what this goes to show is sometimes you plan too much <laughs> and it fails because of that in that alone. I don't know if it's planning too much. I think it was, you know, you can plan all you want, but sometimes there are things outside of your control. And you know what we did? We, we made a great display was, after that. It was beautiful. We ended up getting some old comics that were going for the trash and we recycled them into these beautiful star banners and it showed that out of a failure came something beautiful in you that we would not have thought of otherwise. Yes, exactly. Sometimes your original plan isn't going to work out, but that doesn't mean you can't yes-and yourself into another good plan. Oh, so true. But also, it would have been better if we had more spreadsheets. And you know what? We still reused that cardboard for the spring display that Aaron had cut. Yeah, nothing was wasted. We did not get rid of it even after it (laughs) fell apart. Nope. It was a little bit of a reminder to myself to like always think about your adhesive properties of sticky tack. Um, Did did you just suggest a minute ago that the cardboard would not have fallen over if you'd only had more spreadsheets? (laughs) Yes. And also, if I hadn't walked away, yes. perhaps the display would still be standing. I like, I like to imagine that this is a very, like, Laurel Hardy situation that apparently Julia was supposed to be holding it up or something. Yes. She literally was in charge of, like, holding up, like, the upper half of it. And she's but like, okay, we need, we need more adhesive. Aaron, you hold down the fort here. I'm going to go run and grab more. And then it just... What I'm hearing is, is the reason you couldn't tape things was actually the downfall. Yeah. If you hadn't have had to go get that ticky tack. <laughs> ticky tack. Or whatever. Ticky tack. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It wasn't very sticky. So maybe it was ticky tack. Yeah, drop the S because that was not sticky tack. <laughs> Zero out of five stars for, for ticky tack. <laughs> we used the wrong thing. That's what happened. Oh, God. It from the wrong container. <laughs> the ticky tack was right next we used to the it. Ticky tack, the ticky tack. Gosh darn it. There's an asterisk with red font in the spreadsheet. <laughs> don't use ticky tack. You know, if we'd only looked at the special spreadsheet, mm-hmm. we would have known. Yeah, this is why I didn't have a spreadsheet. So I will also lean into Aaron's uh, reasoning that oh, maybe sure. that's why sure. it fell apart. Yeah. See, if we'd had better planning with more spreadsheets. The world could have been saved, but alas. But you know what? It's fine. The people still loved the display. We got to feature some great graphic novels and comic books. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy with how it ended up turning out in the end. We just had a sad moment where we walked back yeah. into the kids' corner with with armfuls of cardboard. It looks a defeat upon our face. We literally, I don't think we even talked about what to do next for a good, like, 10, 20 I don't minutes. think we even talked to each other for no, the rest we of just, the day. We just needed to, like, mourn in silence and peace. Because <laughs> um, we were just... Well, this was the first display. But that I was think. in the past. You're doing great now. Yeah, was, that yeah. was our first... Yeah, that was our first defeat. It was our first we defeat. Had, and it had, was the first display we had actually worked on to do together with all these... Like, as a book display. Mm-hmm. Not like a this decoration for the room. Um, so, it was like, we were both super excited to get to work together in a display... And to just have our dreams come crashing down around us really, like, set us back emotionally It was just multiple seasons of decor in, so we had too much faith in the stability of cardboard at that point. We we later learned and then somehow forgot when we were filming um, for Battle of the Books the stability of cardboard and then (laughs) destroyed some cardboard swords from the lack of stability. So clearly we forgot that lesson all over again. Yeah. But you live and you learn it's and fine. you forget and then you learn it again. <laughs> Speaking of planning chaos, uh, listeners should know, and this is also another segue I'll give myself credit for. Uh, y- y- listeners should know that this, clearly, if you're listening, you know that the episode opened with theme music from Aaron. And this was uh, 
music that was supposed to be improvised that you still thought you were planning. We planned to improvise. And yes. I couldn't wrap my head around it until now. I think I've seen the light. Yeah. You see, you see like you needed a little bit of plan because we had to know that we were doing this to warn you that we were going to be starting the podcast off not the traditional way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we planned for that. My segue being is you also have music in the book talk videos. Oh, the best yes. music. That you make on Instagram. So catchy. So you came here with buttons, uh, matching uniforms, yes, yeah, visual point, medium, audio medium. You at least get to see people. You can see these two in action when you do book talks, yes. where you spin around in a desk, sing a song, da, 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 da. and lightly tap books onto. Uh, on it's da- become more aggressive. <laughs> I'm worried about well, Julius. Julius has become more aggressive. I don't know about what she's doing over there. So- it's uh, let's, sing, let's sing it with me, Aaron. Da, 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 and then boom, boom. Yeah, yes. We and then you props. talk about the books you're reading. Exactly. And we wanted something that like really invoked a sportsy, newscastery kind of a vibe. Sure. But it was short and sweet, and then it had a lot of like oomph and set the tone. Yeah. Um, the algorithm loves videos, and it loves short videos. And yes. so we thought, let's try our best. Also, we do sometimes go very long with actually talking about seconds. the books. <laughs> like, it's like, oh my gosh, we only have 90 seconds, and we want to talk about like two books. <laughs> we need a short intro, but we want something very consistent from week to week. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, check it out on Instagram. That's it's right. great. And we also have our, yes. you can see our matching outfits because we filmed it today. The Ferndale Library's teen Instagram page yes. features weekly book talk segments we have special brought to you by the news network yes the news network for all of your generic news tnn tnn mm-hmm. um and it's it's a great segment it's been really fun to get to collaborate on it together and it's become to the point like i don't want to do it without julia she's not in for the day we'll have to reschedule yep when i went out of town we just filmed two weeks of book talks <laughs> and scheduled the posts and these are unscripted these are, we um, At least as far as Julia knows. Yeah, Aaron's oh, actually written a whole script that accounts fact. for me going off script. There's a script that Julia goes off script. Um, but no, like we have a very specific, there's a formula. Yes. Like it's always, we always spin around. One of us is talking about a book. So the other person will do the introduction first. Mm-hmm. Say, hi, my name is Erin. Julia says, hey, I'm Julia. That's how we started the podcast. Unless I forget my name, which I've done before. She did forget her name once. (laughs) Not Um, like I didn't know my name. I just forgot to introduce myself. She froze up under the pressures of stardom. It happens. Um, But yeah, like we always do intro, intro. Then whoever introed first introduces, you know, it's like, hey, what you're reading? And then. Yeah, we go into a little book talk. And then we always switch over to our, um, you know, news correspondent. Yes, we have sports, weather, we're able traffic. to feature library workers in all different departments um, talking about a YA book. And it's just been such a delight to collaborate with people. And we never ask people uh, prior to when we're already <laughs> no, filming. It's and- always in the middle of filming. We're like, hey, Roddy, do you want to come over here and like be a weather person because we need someone to go and do that and everyone just does an expert job they, and it's they just, really rise to the challenge that we've put even though it's like we film immediately when we get here in the morning so it's asking yeah. a lot of people because yeah, well, we we did uh commandeer the adult services desk perhaps without 100 percent asking um because it doesn't have plexi in the backside and that makes for better video so and you need a professional sportscaster desk if you're gonna do the news um so yeah we have just kind of stolen your desk and we do it first thing before we really get in their way and we, we do these very first things when we're both still kind of sleepy and we know that our correspondents are still sleepy and t- maybe too tired to think about saying no yeah you gotta ask people a lot of questions when they're still waking up. <laughs> they love that. It's yeah, a great way to start the day for everyone. <laughs> I started every day just texting Julia. Hey, Julia, are you awake? What are you preparing today? We had to ensure coordination. I might have made sure to 
line the outfits. It kind of, when Erin texted me, it kind of felt like she was reminding me. <laughs> Don't forget, we said we were going to wear the same outfit. <laughs> you you did forget it was book talk day. So. I did. I was like, uh-oh, I better go find a book when I get there. So in addition to being Julia's calendar, I'm also really great at giving reminders like a PDA. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my real true um, inanimate object that I am. Hey, it's not even right. a protractor. It's a palm a, pilot? It's a palm pilot. The one's got like the bubblic game on it because that was my favorite. So if you get to be a palm pilot, should we <laughs> reveal on Mike what, what Julia is as far as an inanimate object? Do we decide what that was? Yes. Drum we roll, did. please. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll. What kind I, of drum was that? I didn't want to beat on the table, Julia. This is why not. I, I was going to add it in post, but we'll just keep that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is one rolling? of those very wiggly, inflatable cars. Uh, <laughs> used car sales. <laughs> I'm a used car salesman. <laughs> They're like those little uh, two figures that go and wave about in the wind. Yeah, that Usually would be outside of a car, car dealership. dealership. Yes. yes. I'm not a car, nor have I ever posed as a car salesman. What if you were a car, though? I would love You'd to be an apple car. I was driven by a worm. <laughs> because I'm a worm. <laughs> That seems kind of rude to say. I can say that, but I don't that know how I feel about you all calling me a word. Just following the rules of humor, that's a callback. That's a classic callback. Um, no, I feel like if Julie was a car, she would definitely be... She wouldn't be an apple. She would be like an adorable little like beetle bug kind of like thing with like I feel like painted a an adorable yeah like painted in an adorable like little happy cute kind of funky but, color like, with the bumper dragging on the ground. <laughs> yes, and coffee everywhere inside. Coffee just on all surfaces. It's actually just you open the door and just coffee pours out. Yeah. Absolutely. I have to wear like a snorkeling gear <laughs> to get in my car. In a wetsuit. Oh, wait, I am the car, right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not driving it. I, I well, mean, you, that's too self, much. Self driving car? Much. It's too much. I don't know. <laughs> so, so I'm getting this straight. Julia is a self-driving VW bug that's possibly modeled from the 1970s, which is when that car was popular. But it's also self-driving. Correct. (laughs) And it's a wash in coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes she always drives herself. And I would like to. Well, I'm not getting in there to drive the car. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She's not allowed to navigate, so I actually don't know. Before we wrap up. Audiences need to know on this on the subject of not being a worm or maybe being a worm. Have mm-hmm. you had the what animal are you? I'm not talking about spirit dogs. I'm talking about just the animal in the fern forest. Oh, are you a bear? Are you an mm-hmm. owl? Are you? Mm-hmm. I feel like I, well, we can't assign ourselves ones because that would be breaking the rules. No, that's yeah. true. Uh, um, the Julia set that didn't set. And then I'm gonna make it extra hard. You can pick the animal for me too. Oh, excellent. Well, this, that's a lot easier. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, we do need to confirm this. <laughs> no, I think she's bullshit out. Okay, and it will probably be the same thing. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, one, two, three, badger. badger. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes! It's the coordinated outfit! <laughs> it's true. It has to be just spirit because we both thought it independently. No conversation. I actually was like, oh, I'm not sure. But then it just felt right. I was sending the mental image of a badger to you. I'm yeah. Like, In that case, Aaron actually chose badger and I just received the message. <laughs> Folks, this all just happened. It really happened. I saw it with my own eyes. Uh, <laughs> and also fitting because, you know, uh, Wind in the Willows, one of my favorite books. Uh, Badger, favorite character. So, oh, oh man, God. we nailed Perfect. it. Perfect. Wow. Wow. I love that for us. Oh, Mr. Badger. Me too. I think I feel like you could be a good hedgehog. Or, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I imagine that you're just like a forest animal who likes to just go and kind of like chills all day. 
I feel like if it was the jungle, you would be a sloth because like your your running is the same as a sloth's running. I do often walk very normal pace, kind of slow, some might say. And I go, Aaron, I'm running as fast as I can. So definitely a jungle sloth. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of a very resourceful animal. You know, unfortunately, the first thing that comes to mind is a crow. Which... Yes, I was thinking crow. <laughs> really? I was thinking crow. I mean, I do like shiny, crows sparkly are, things. And crows are very smart and very resourceful, and I feel like that checks out. I yes. Can, I can see this. A very stylish bird. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can get behind crow. I think crows sometimes have a negative connotation, which is why I was thinking, ah, oh, do I want to say no, crow? No, no. I think that's... I think it's... Unfair to crows. I I think so. Though also, if I happen to scare small children or superstitious people, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's It's fine. fine. Which is a great place to possibly leave the episode. I don't know if you want to try an outro (laughs) since you took over the beginning. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Let's see. I feel like it should be like, thank you for listening to today's podcast. This episode has been sponsored by Cardboard. Ooh, this is the outro. <laughs> sponsored by the News Network. Uh, it's actually officially sponsored by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. We appreciate you listening to this latest episode where we talk to two youth librarians about the yes and chaos and order of their of their lives. Uh, tune in next week to find out which type of car the badger would drive uh, if it ever left the forest. For Station Aaron. wagon. With wood paneling. <laughs> <laughs> and the back seat trunk seating that faces the other direction. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, or leave a comment. It would help us find new listeners. And we'll be back next week with more. Thanks for listening. This is the outro. <laughs> do, 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 do.